Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Creative solutions come from stillness. In this podcast, Eckhart answers questions from participants. A woman is reluctant to experience another life on Earth. She asks, do we actually choose to reincarnate? Eckhart says if we're compulsively reincarnating with every thought and emotion that occurs, then we probably will continue the same dysfunctional pattern, not only in the next moment, but in the next life. Another woman asks about how to be a conscious parent. Her teenage daughter feels unmotivated and wants to find her purpose. She's been partying with her friends and feels aimless. Eckhart says, most of us make many mistakes in our lives and that is how we evolve. Lastly, a man who is a technologist and creates virtual worlds says, there's a lot of suffering on these platforms. He asks Eckhart about designing social media in conscious ways. Eckhart reminds him that creative solutions come from stillness. It's my birthday today, Lindsay from Australia. Happy birthday. Well, <laughs> and I am not sure I would choose to come to Earth again. I'm sure not having a body would be more fun or peaceful. My question is, do we choose to be incarnated? Can you talk about this? If you incarnate, which means to take on form, incarnate, well, carnate comes from carne, flesh, they become chili con carne, it's the same word. <laughs> uh, 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 that's the same, the same origin of incarnate flesh. <laughs> the question is, do you incarnate here in this lifetime, here and now, do you as consciousness incarnate into every thought that, that arises in your mind, which here means do you identify completely with every thought in your mind? So the thought absorbs your consciousness completely, so you reincarnate every moment into the unconscious mind. You identify with it, that is reincarnation. And the emotions that go with it take you over completely. There's no awareness left. There's complete identification with the pain body, complete identification with thoughts. So if you're completely identified with the pain body, you incarnate into the pain body. And so you, from there you can, if you incarnate in this lifetime, every moment compulsively because you're not conscious enough, then it is more than likely that you have no, no choice about your next reincarnation because the same compulsion, the same unconsciousness that draws you into every thought and every emotion here and now is the same thing that will draw you into some other form in order to experience the same dysfunction and dysfunctional drama and the, the same unconscious person again living out its unconsciousness. <laughs> 
if you cannot experience the end of this compulsive reincarnation into every thought in this lifetime, then my prediction would be that you will be forced to reincarnate again. You have no choice in the matter, just as you seem to have no choice in this lifetime. <laughs> so uh, the solution then to the problem of reincarnation is not, as sometimes if you go to a Buddhist temple, they might tell you, Maybe in 20 lifetimes you might be able to come to the end of this compulsion to reincarnate, you become free of the cycle. Well, the question is, here and now, are you free of it here and now? And the possibility is there here and now. Instead of look, looking to, to time to become free of the compulsion to reincarnate, the possibility is there here and now. So that's the important question to and catch yourself when you reincarnate into a thought and into the pain body and into an emotion you become it it takes you can see how it takes you over a reaction a thought it goes in <laughs> you're not even there you're completely asleep and, and, and at night you wake up and <laughs> horrible state but of course, you're all beyond that already. I'm just uh, acting out. <laughs> Perhaps there are some questions here. If anybody has a question, please ask. Uh, if it's uh, somebody will here choose some omnipotent person, one or two are here. <laughs> they will choose the questioners. I can't do it from here because nobody would know who, who I'm pointing to. Uh, Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. So I've been following the teachings for about 16 years and a question has finally arisen. I remember you saying a number of years ago and probably many times since then, our practice as parents is to just be present with our children. That's our spiritual practice, our whole spiritual practice. So I've done a lot of that since my children were born, just being with them, not telling, not doing, and now that my children are older, they're teenagers. <laughs> yes. This has become an even more important practice. And they have some background. We used to listen to your audiobooks to calm them down at night. And that's been incredibly helpful. I think it's a real foundation for them. So when they ask me questions, like my 16-year-old said a couple weeks ago, she said, Mom, I'm really feeling unmotivated. I have no intrinsic motivation. I really want to know what my purpose is and what I'm meant to do here, what my impact is. And I say, for once, there's a doing where something comes out of me versus the being. And I say, well, your purpose, your inner purpose is to be. And she laughs and says, did the tree tell you that, Mom? 
So my question is, is, is there a doing that needs to come from the being with them at this age? Because at this age, it feels like the stakes are higher. It feels like she's a teenager. She's going out and doing all the things that teenagers do and many of us have also done. So the question is, is as I refrain from labeling what she's doing and I just be with her, is there anything else? Thank you, thank you. I believe you are providing good guidance and the trees have provided good guidance for you. <laughs> and now increasingly the child who is no longer a child gradually has to face the challenges of life, various ways in which life can go wrong. It's always good for a child to explore. It would be too much to expect at this age to find what their life purpose is. It were very rare. I didn't know my life purpose until I was, I don't know, early 30s. Many people have to make many mistakes and go through various kinds of suffering sometimes as a result of those mistakes and hopefully you can help her so that she does not mistakes that can never be rectified or very difficult to rectify like getting into drug addiction or what seems to happen a lot to teenagers these days just if that is not the case I believe with your daughter so the there is no answer at this point of what the life purpose is. Perhaps by asking questions, what would you like to do first instead of... Is she still at school, right? She is in school. She was uh, traveling, um, schooling abroad, and she's come home now, and it's very different after you've been a global student. Yes, yes. And, of course, for all, it's important. I don't know how much time she spends on... Her devices, when the youngster spent many hours on... Many hours on the devices, and the school supports that, and yeah. you know, the partying, and there's a big focus on that at this age. Yes. Life, as you experience it, can be divided into this past, there's the present moment, there's the future, and for most people, traditionally, past and future have been the focal points for their life, especially future. Now we have to add a fourth one for modern, especially young humans, which is the digital, the virtual world. <laughs> so they, they not only they don't live in past and future, in addition, they live in the virtual reality, which for many youngsters becomes their primary reality. That is the strange thing. For many young people, the virtual world is their primary reality and we cannot predict what consequences this will have in the long term because this is the first generation growing up now for whom the virtual world is for many of them their primary reality and that I believe can lead to very dysfunctional inner states it's very hard though to at this point maybe impossible for you to ask her not to, to indulge in excessive participation in that dimension. But it's funny that she mentioned tree when you said being. 
because of something that can provide some kind of counterbalance to the virtual world, which is an abstract world with this no true, true human interaction, it's all abstractions, as a counterbalance to that, as much as possible, I would encourage my child or help my child to continue to have contact with nature as much as possible so that they, in whatever way you do that, I don't know, activities in nature, going on hikes or camping or out, stay in touch with nature. That's also, many people feel depressed. Youngsters feel depressed these days. Again, loss of touch with the natural environment for many of them can be the cause of depression. And I would recommend nature to anybody, even adults, to keep you sane, to escape the insanity of this human-made world, go into nature, spend as much time as possible in nature, or perhaps also interact with nature, doing something in nature, make a, a fire or collect some berries or, or whatever it may be, be in nature, interact with it, give it attention. And so she's 16. Uh, I don't know if she, at this point she has her own mind already and she may not want to go into nature, I don't know. <laughs> but you could make it as attractive as possible for her. <laughs> that is a vital thing f to counterbalance the harmful effect and it applies to millions of youngsters these days. I do not know where humanity is going with that. I do not know, I don't feel terribly confident that this, this is having a good effect on the collective human consciousness. It could lead even to a breakdown of entire civilization within, within two generations. It is possible. The inability to focus on anything for very long, attention deficit disorder it's called, and this is one of the effects of the virtual world where you, everything is short attention spans. And in order to be creative in this world, in order to create something new, you have to, to give it attention. With a short attention span, you cannot create anything significant in this world. You have to give something attention so that creativity can happen. If you lose the ability to give attention to something, then creativity would be lost. And if creativity is lost in humanity, then humanity will be overwhelmed by self-created problems without finding any solution whatsoever, any creative solution. But all this is, these are larger issues. My recommendation is for, to encourage your daughter maybe together, spend time, as much time in nature as possible. That would be helpful. And then you have to allow her also to find her own path. You can give some guidance. And you have to allow her, she will make mistakes. If she doesn't make mistakes, she's not going to evolve. And in order to find something that she really wants to do, her life purpose, for many humans, they have to go make many mistakes before they finally find some, something with the experience of flow. And you have to allow her to make mistakes as long as they become hopefully not too destructive. You have done your best, as far as I can tell. Uh, she is aware, although she said jokingly about the trees, 
She, she has some awareness of the, of the being dimension, I believe. She said, most kids my age don't even know what a life purpose is. They don't know how to define the word impact. Right. Yes, that's right. Yes. So that's all I can say at the moment. But you, you have provided a good foundation for her life, which hopefully will counteract the harmful effects of the virtual world that she's engaged in, like all of them are. Thank you. Thank you. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30. Hi, guys. Hi. Um, my name is Baba, and um, I started listening to you a year ago during the pandemic. Thanks a lot to my partner who introduced me to you. Um, I have a three-dimensional question for you, sir. As a technologist, I come from this experience of creating virtual worlds. And (laughs) And I would say uh, there's some good news. The good news there, both as a producer and a consumer, is there's a lot of suffering there. So, and as you always say, suffering is the foundation to consciousness. So, hopefully, hopefully we will find a solution there. On a serious note, the, three quest- the three-dimensional question I have for you is, uh, in regards to language, how has your understanding of multiple languages enabled you to get access to wisdom in the conscious dimension and communicate that in accessible ways? So that's the first one. Then the second one is um, talk about how you would design social media in conscious ways. What would you recommend there? Because I, I literally quit my job to explore some of these ideas. Uh, because yeah, I, I think as the pandemic showed me, it's important we solve this problem. Then the final one is the power of now. I come from a different community whereby thoughts like yours was inaccessible to me and I feel like it was a language barrier and um, I would like to work with you and your team to help make the power of now accessible in major African languages because I uh, so please languages digital media and power Thank you, wonderful uh, uh, proposal, and uh, that will help perhaps millions of people. However, I must confess that uh, I have forgotten your first question. (laughs) (laughs) Your understanding of uh, several languages, does that help in accessing uh, wisdom from the conscious dimension, and does that help in uh, communicating that in accessible ways? Right. Well, um, we had a retreat in Mexico, 
and uh, for the first time ever I, I, I wanted to challenge myself and uh, decided to do the entire retreat in Spanish and uh, <laughs> I learned Spanish a long time ago, over half a century ago and haven't used it very much since reading, occasionally reading a book and at first it was very hard for my mind to uh, find the words there's, no, there's an intuition that comes before you speak it's very hard to, to describe before language happens you already know what wants to be said at a non-verbal level and then this knowing what wants to be said which is a non-conceptual knowing then it gets translated into concepts and words and in English they say uh, your language is rusty when you, if you haven't used a language for a long time you say it's rusty and it's, that's how I experienced it the, the impulse came to say something and sometimes the flow was there it was fine and then can't find the right word immediately the mind has to work overtime to find an equivalent or similar word and it slows you down a bit but that was fine and after a couple of days the flow came back and it went much more easily quite enjoyable reaching people in their own language that makes a difference if you can reach people in their own language rather than have it translated uh, into their language this is why I wanted to do it and people were grateful that I made this effort normally I'm not into efforting at all uh, <laughs> but it, I made an effort to speak Spanish and it, it worked um, and that was good similar thing in Germany years ago I um, so out of touch with the German language that I spoke as a child and I said I cannot possibly, that was 20 years ago, I said I cannot possibly give a talk in German, it's just the words are not there anymore and at the first event I had a translator I spoke English and the translator interpreted into German didn't feel quite right and a few times I knew the translator wasn't correct but I couldn't <laughs> Uh, but I couldn't say anything. Um, and at the second talk, the organizer said, why don't you just say a few words in German and explain to them why you are not going to speak German? <laughs> and that, that's a good idea. So I started and I talked. The reason why I'm not going to speak in German, I said in German, the reason why I cannot speak in German to you because I haven't used the language in 60 years or whatever, and then I continued along and talked and talked and talked. <laughs> 15 minutes later, I said, Oh, I'm still speaking German. <laughs> <laughs> and then they continued. Um, translation was unnecessary, the flow was there, it was a miracle. <laughs> and, and so after that, I've always, whenever I go to Germany, Switzerland, I, I speak in German now. That's good. But language is a strange thing. It's an abstraction. Language, I use language to teach. And uh, 
the words that one uses in spiritual discourse, the words have a different function from the function that words have in ordinary discourse. In spiritual discourse, the, the words are, are not the thing. They, are on, they only point to the thing. The, all the words are point us to something that is beyond words. So are using words in order to point something that is beyond the words. Even when I say stillness, the word stillness isn't stillness. So it's a, it's a pointer when I say the awakening, spiritual awakening, presence, whatever it may be, they're all, they're all just pointers. They're not, not something to believed in. It's not, you cannot learn the terminology of spirituality and then believing because you have mastered the words that are used in a spiritual teaching <laughs> then you have mastered the spiritual teaching. In ordinary um, subjects, this is how it works. You learn, you learn the words, and in exams you regurgitate what you have learned. You write it all down, and you pass your exam. And so to learn the words, is you, you become proficient. In spiritual discourse, if you learn the words, you might become proficient in spiritual discourse, but it hasn't done anything to your state of consciousness. There are actually people around these days <laughs> um, um, who give uh, talks, spiritual talks, I've seen a few on YouTube, who have mastered spiritual discourse, especially in the area of what in, in India, India is called um, Advaita, Advaita Vedantas, people who have mastered the terminology of Advaita, and they can beautifully explain that whatever you say to them is, yeah, that's obviously, it's all delusion, of course, it's all totally delusion, it's, everything is denied, it's very easy to, to make sense, apparently, but it doesn't make sense at all, and you can see it hasn't done anything to the state of consciousness, but they have mastered the terminology, so language has a different function in spiritual discourse, yeah. Um, do you have thoughts on how social media, digital media, can result in more consciousness. Um, I think this is going to help technologists like me design things right, for the right, next generation. Right. Well, I am not an expert. That's why you're the right person. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not only not an expert, I am computer, almost computer illiterate, but um, I'm observing things. I know how these things function, how they work. I don't have a creative solution as such. I do know that a few things that appear in the virtual world are actually helpful. There are apps that can teach you to meditate or to breathe consciously to bring you back into the present moment. Also, there are talks by Eckhart on YouTube. <laughs> uh, 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 <laughs> <laughs> I was uh, not long ago I was going for a walk and uh, you know that people have di different conceptual identities one of my conceptual identities is I'm a writer when people ask me I usually say I'm a writer or if I don't want any further questions from them I'll say I'm retired <laughs> uh, which is not a lie because I've been retired for many decades uh, in a deeper sense. 
so I'm, I'd rarely say I'm a spiritual teacher because I'm not a spiritual teacher except in the moment where I, when spiritual teaching happens. I don't ca carry around with me a conceptual identity in my head. I am a spiritual teacher. Uh, uh, anyway, I was walking. A man, young man was coming with his partner opposite direction and the man stopped and he looked at me and said, I know you from somewhere. Uh, so, uh, what's your name? said Eckhart. Oh, so you, I watched you, read you on YouTube all the time. And then he said to his girlfriend, look, this guy is a famous YouTuber. <laughs> oh. And then I realized I have a new identity now. Yeah. <laughs> So sometimes the virtual world is used for good purposes. Uh, this is not the only example, of course. But there is an inherent danger in uh, the medium itself. That's the, it's hard to describe even a simple thing. When I occasionally read, I love books, the physical presence of books. But sometimes when I travel, um, I have things on my iPad or virtual books, because books are heavy otherwise. It is not quite the same to have the experience of reading on a screen. I find it hard to describe what the difference is. It's almost as if I was leaking energy when I'm, when I'm engaging with a screen. It, I have sometimes the feeling there's an energy leakage, that energy pours out. It's kind of the screen sucks it out. And perhaps it's, to some extent it, this happens to everybody because the energy is directed onto that screen and attention is energy. So there's an outflow of attention onto there. And so I don't know what the screen does with it. Here we have a nice idea for a science fiction movie <laughs> that, uh, that the, the screens are sucking up human energy. It's the matrix. <laughs> uh, uh, nobody can control what people pu put out there. There's nothing you can do about that. If people are very unconscious, the, what they communicate will re reflect their state of unconsciousness. So there is not much you can do to censor people becomes problematic, although obviously there are already laws against threats of physical violence or slander and things like that. In an ideal world, one would say, oh, let's only allow polite and nice messages to come through. Anything other we need to censor, that would not be the right way to go. But I have no solution except to encourage you to apply your presence that is already there so that you have creative insights into what is possible. Use the presence instead of looking to me for an answer because it appears that I don't have one. <laughs> instead of looking to me for an answer, go into that stillness, that presence, and see what arises because creative solutions, creative answers come from there. So trust yourself, not the personal superficial self, but trust in the depth of your being 
where intuition resides, the, the source of all creativity, become present, become still, direct your attention, have a question, what, what you want, a creative answer to allow the virtual world to become a helpful tool in the, uh, the development of human consciousness or whatever your purpose is, you direct it. And then you become, you become still. You ask the question, then let go of the question. It drops into the stillness. This, this applies to any creative solution that you may need. You ask a question and then you become still and perhaps not immediately, perhaps after several days, weeks or months, an answer rises and repeat that process several times, ask a question so you, you focus and then be happy with not finding, not having an answer. Allow the answer to come up. So what you're asking, the question you're asking me is what you should be asking yourself. You will find a creative solution to that. I, I can sense that uh, that will happen and reaching people in their own African language is a wonderful idea, so please connect with us so that we can pursue that. Thank you. I'm Oprah Winfrey, and you've been listening to Eckhart Tolle, Essential Teachings, the podcast. You can follow these essential teachings on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you haven't yet, go to Spotify and follow this podcast. Join us next week for more enlightened teachings from Eckhart Tolle. Thank you for listening. Want to make mom's day? Get to your Nordstrom Rack now and score amazing deals for Mother's Day, which is Sunday, May 12th. Find tons of gifts from only $30 at Nordstrom Rack. Fragrance, jewelry, luxury bags, activewear, beauty, and more. Save on Kate Spade, New York, Stuart Weitzman, and Ted Baker, London. Great brands, great prices. So shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and treat mom to the good stuff from just $30.